0: Abandon all prejudices, all ye who enter here. Park your paradigms, perk up your ears, and open your mind as we now shine the laser light of reason on the topic of how the present health crisis can reveal who your friends really are. Hello, I'm David Bolton, and welcome to my podcast channel dedicated to helping people think more clearly, make sounder judgments, avoid superficiality, and above all, to unceasingly question, instead of naively accepting what others want us to believe, for this is the path of Socrates. My friends, I've often heard in this day and age of the COVID and COVID vaccine era, how people have lost friends, how people who used to be friends just separated, like, like kind of an American civil war i have had two brothers and one had southern sympathies, the other northern sympathies. And before you know it, they were fighting on opposite armies. Many of you have had this experience. I would say most of you have had the experience, if not all of you. It cuts into families, as I suggested before. One person in your family wants to get vaccines and boosters and you're warning them, you're showing them evidence. They just don't want to listen to you. Of course, at another time, maybe the opposite happens. Maybe somebody in a family believes, for example, I don't know, they become a member of a certain religion that believes you should not get blood transfusions. And one of their children has a serious accident, needs a transfusion, and the parents are saying, uh, Nope, no transfusion, my child, even if he dies, because God doesn't want that. But meanwhile, maybe the brother of one of those parents saying, please give your child a transfusion. It's my nephew. I don't want him to die. But they just won't listen to reason. They won't look at evidence. Uh, They have their truth already. And that's, I won't say in the Bible, it's their interpretation of the Bible. And that is more important than the life of their child. That would be kind of the opposite thing. In other words, people recommending a medical procedure that saves lives, that saved millions and millions of lives, blood transfusions, and they totally refuse it for ridiculous reasons, just because their belief is more important than the life of their child even. But the opposite we're seeing today, where the evidence is mounting up, as I said it would months ago, I've been saying for months, these vaccines, first of all, they're not vaccines, they're experimental drugs. Second of all, the fact that they were trying to even force people to take them in some countries with vaccine mandates, To mandate an experimental drug violates all 10 statutes of the Nuremberg Code. And that should tell you something. The fact that people in America are being kicked out of their jobs for not getting these experimental drugs is a crime. It's a crime against humanity. Uh, The fact that, (laughs) as we have seen for quite a while now, and more and more evidence is coming out, And it's it's very obvious. Everybody knows it. You can get these vaccines. You can still get COVID. You can still die of COVID. You can still pass COVID on. The thing was a scam from the very beginning. And the the most evil scam in human history, that's going to come out too. Mark my words, just how bad this is. But I'm not going to talk more about that today. I hope you already know that. If not, inform yourself. But what's this about how the present health crisis can reveal who your friends really are. Well, let me tell you. Now, let's say you have a friend. And suddenly this friend comes to you and says, you know, uh, I'm being pursued by the CIA and by, by the Russians too, and even by the Japanese, and they're pursuing me, they're spying on me all the time, and, and, uh, and, uh, and they, they, want, they want to kill me, they want to do away with me. You think, oh my God, my friend has gone crazy. going paranoid all the symptoms right tell some wild wild story uh and and you know that's ridiculous did i say you know well it depends on who your friend is i just say this to open your mind in the interest of clear thinking suppose the friend you say is uh, suppose your friend is donald j trump and he says to you, I don't know what your name is out there, many people listening to me, let's call you John Doe. John, I don't know what to do. The CIA, they're spying on me, they're after me, and, 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 and they're spying on me, and other countries are trying to spy on me. And I think someone would like to kill me. Uh, is he crazy? Is he a, a, a basket case, a paranoid, schizophrenic basket case? No, I don't think so. I think he's totally correct because a lot of people hate him and a lot of people would like to do away with him. right? So it depends on who your, your friend is. But let's say your friend is just normal John Doe that lives next door and say he's your best friend, but he starts coming in with such stories. Now, there are different ways you could handle this. The one way you could handle is what most people unfortunately would do they say, "Oh poor John, he's going crazy obviously he's he's paranoid he needs he needs help right Of course uh, that's probably the case in most cases we have friends that start spouting off such nonsense. that's probably the case. however, suppose unbeknownst to you, John had I don't know some kind of a, he has some kind of a blog or something like that a podcast or a video channel on YouTube and he's been talking about politically incorrect things say he's an avid Trump supporter and he, he's a QAnon person or something like that. Uh, a, by the way, Q and QAnon are not the same thing. I'm talking to all of you out there in the mainstream media. Talk as if it's the same thing. Believe me, it's not the same thing. And if you don't know that yet, you'll find out <laughs> what Q really is. You're going to find out someday. It's not the same as QAnon. Just a little aside so you can go investigate what I say here. But uh, this poor John, he's saying that they're all out to get him and they're, and they're spying on him and they, they're tapping his phone. But you find out that he does have some kind of blog or whatever, an internet, and he's been saying some things that the government doesn't like to hear. Now, many people are doing that and we have no problems. But what happens if John's podcast is extremely popular and now he has 500,000, 600,000, 700,000 subscribers? Oh, look, he just passed the million mark. Ooh, then the government might start to crack down on him because now, oh, wow, now he's reaching maybe millions of people. Uh, look at that. So maybe he's not so crazy. At the very least, now as I said before, he probably is, he probably is just a little crazy. But shouldn't you at least listen to him? Shouldn't you at least try to reason with him? Oh, uh, by the way, by reason I don't mean hey John, hey, look, don't stop acting so weird. What are you some kind of some kind of nut? No, that's not reasoning with somebody. Remember, I said John Doe is your best friend. Now Somebody comes to you and tells you a story like that. The way I see it, there are four possibilities, and let's go through these. The first I've already mentioned, poor John Doe is going crazy, your best friend is going crazy. Second possibility is he's lying and or he's telling a joke. He's just pretending, right? He just wants to fool you. And so that's a lie. He lies, saying, well, yes, they're after me. He knows it's a lie, but he wants to laugh. Aha, you fell for it. That sort of thing. Or he's lying because he, he's just, or he might call himself a friend, but he just wants to confuse you mentally. He's not really such a good person after all. So in any case, whether it's a joke, he's telling you purposely an untruth. So he's a liar, right? If it's a joke, okay, we all tell jokes like that. Try to fool people every once in a while for the sake of humor. Uh, so that's the second possibility. Possibility one was he's crazy. Second, he's lying. The third of all, he's simply wrong. In other words, he's interpreting certain events. He's not crazy, but he's seen certain events. He's putting the pieces together wrong. And he's simply wrong. But he's not lying to you. He really believes what he says. He believes that they're they're out to get him and they're spying on everything. And he thinks he has evidence for that. And maybe some things appear to be evidence, but he's not connecting the pieces in the right way. Or he doesn't have sufficient evidence. Right? Uh, example, I don't know. Whenever he makes a phone call, he hears a funny tapping sound or something. Yes, that's that's the sound you hear if they, they're secretly tapping your phone. But then you discover there's something else in line. You say, wait a minute, but, but uh, it's something in the line, in your own in telephone line, and then you can call the company and they re- fix it and you don't hear it anymore. I don't know. Stupid example, maybe, but as an example. In other words, John Doe believes what he says, And he's not crazy, he's simply wrong. He's not interpreting certain, maybe even facts that he sees, he's giving him a wrong interpretation. But there's a fourth possibility here. When your best friend John Doe says they're out to get him and they're spying on him, etc. Yes, he could be crazy, that's most likely uh, possibility. He could be lying, wants to tell you a joke or just wants to mess up your mind for a while. He could not be lying, he believes what he says, but he's wrong. But there's a fourth possibility. Now, I want you all to listen to this possibility. Listen to this, especially if you're the type saying, oh, look at all these crazy conspiracy theorists out there. Listen to this. The fourth possibility is that John Doe is correct, that for some reason they are spying when they're really out to get him. Now, in that situation, if a best friend of mine started talking like that, I would not think that that's the most probable of the possibilities. I'd say the thought that he's right, uh, depending on what he tells you, He says, yes, and uh, they're also sending aliens to my house. I don't mean illegal Mexicans. I mean, mean, you know, little greys that peek in the window. Well, do I believe these little greys exist? Yes, I think they do. Do I think that if a friend tells me that the government's out to get him and they're sending little greys to do their dirty work? No, I don't think so. I think he probably went crazy. Can I be 100% sure that he just went crazy? No, I cannot be. And don't forget that sentence. As I've often said, people who say, yes, I'm 100% right, these people are called fanatics. These people are called fanatics. Ask any good philosopher. Any good philosopher will tell you there's a possibility, not a high probability, but a possibility that you sitting there, wherever you are, listening to me or lying there or walking there, whatever, uh, listening to me, uh, maybe not only aren't you listening to me, maybe you don't even exist, really. Maybe this is all like the matrix. It's all like a, a pretend world. And you think you exist, but it's really some higher being. It's some some uh, uh, divine kid playing a computer game. And we're the pieces in that computer game. And we think we have consciousness, but we don't. <laughs> no, I haven't gone crazy. I don't think that's very likely, the scenario just described. I would say that's like one in a trillion. I don't know, one in 10 trillion. In other words, yes, I do think you exist. <laughs> sitting there listening to me, I think I exist sitting here talking to you, Right. But to say 100%, I'm 100% sure. If somebody says that, uh, okay, colloquially, fine. Where's is, where's is your phone? What's on the table here? Are you sure? Yes, here it is in my hand. I'm 100% sure. In that sense, okay. I'm holding. I as I said that I instinctively picked up my phone. I'm holding my phone in my hand. I would say I'm 100% sure I have the phone in hand. Uh, but that's not what I mean here. Yes, anybody. comes in my house would see me sitting here with a phone in my hand anybody would confirm that now possibly some divine creature come in say no but you really don't even exist you're just a fantasy of mine at my computer my computer game okay but as i said that's uh, not not very likely when we talk about other things though like your friend well has it ever happened that people were spied on and somebody were out to get somebody even wasn't a famous person they were out to get yes this has happened this has really happened. Now, about the example of me holding my phone. I'm convinced you could bring a thousand people here, one after the other, and everyone's yep, he's holding the phone. You bring a million people here, and they all say, yes, if, as long as they're not blind, yes, that guy's holding a phone. However, in the case of John Doe, your friend, who says they're out to get him, and they're following him, they're, they're spying on him, there are cases like that, that for some reason, that maybe your friend is even aware of, maybe because... I don't know, let's say 10 years ago he was in the military and he was involved in some kind of secret project. And now for some reason they don't want that to get out at all. There's some reason why they have to kill off, say, every person who has ever been involved in that. But he's not making the connection because this was years ago. So that's just an example. It could be some other reason. It could be somebody who, I don't know, wants to get him... uh, I don't know, maybe some, some other guy is in love with John's wife and he wants to do away with John, he wants to drive him crazy so he sets things up to make it look like John's being spied upon so, so his wife thinks he's crazy so she puts him away in a mental hospital and then he can go out with the wife in other words, things like that, although extremely rare can and I'm sure have happened someplace so in other words if your friend John Doe starts talking this crazy stuff, uh, what I would do is think highly probably he's just going crazy I have to look into his eyes when he tells me things because maybe he's trying to play a joke on me. Okay, that's the lying part, right? Maybe he's just getting too much into possible conspiracy theories and he's putting the pieces together wrongly. Uh, Or maybe, not too likely, but maybe he's correct. In any case, in any case, I will listen to him. In any case, he'll say, really? They're spying on you? Okay, John, let's sit down here. I'm not going to say, oh, stop talking that nonsense. That's crazy. Because I cannot know that it's crazy nonsense. I cannot know. Just because that seems to me the most probable explanation, uh, that's no proof that, that I'm right in, my, in, that, in that conclusion, right? It could be that he's right. It could be that he's lying and then I want to catch him, right? And it could be he's wrong, he's not putting the piece together. It could be he's crazy. In any case, because he's my best friend, I want to help him. And you don't help people by rejecting them, you do not help people by rejecting them. I've been attacked on Facebook for some of the views, some of the evidence I've put up. They just attack me. "Oh, you must be a crazy conspiracy theorist." <laughs> of course, when they go further in a conversation with me, I defeat them every single time. Not a single one has want to debate against me, and someone I offer to debate on my podcast channel. that we can debate here, you know, in, in person and, and speaking record it for other people to listen to, then they all back off, they all chicken out. So apparently they're not so convinced that they're 100% right, even though they speak as though they were. Now, those people specifically weren't my best friends anyway. So I mean, it just didn't take the time. Okay, one said, oh, I'm too shy to speak on podcasts. It was, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, it was a cop out. But I'm saying here, if a friend of yours comes up with crazy stuff, okay, let's assume, let's go through these things again. Let's assume he's crazy. Isn't it your ethical obligation to help him? And by helping him, and say, oh, yeah, go to a psychiatrist. No, that's not helping him. Try to get to the bottom of it, because why is he crazy in this way? Why is he crazy taking people out to get him? Well, these are typical signs of paranoia. I've known several people, friends of mine, who have you know become mentally ill in such a way that they have these really weird ideas. And in this case, I sit down and talk to him. I'll talk to him for as many hours as it takes. Well, not all the same day. Maybe day only has 24 hours but go into depth and try to show them how they're coming to wrong conclusions because I'm going to do other podcast episodes on psychology in this respect. What you may never forget, almost every human being, or the great majority, believes some things that a clear thinking, say, superior alien, would think is crazy. I could give so many examples here I give so many examples here. Uh, I know I, I might tread on some toes by doing so because I'll point out some of the ideas that you yourself might have that actually are a bit crazy. Can I think of any that, uh, that I might have that are actually a bit crazy? It's always harder to see yourself, of course. Uh, I've ferreted out, I think, most of those ideas, no matter what they be, whether in areas of, I don't know... Uh, uh, psychological thinking, or in the area of philosophy, or this or that, or religion, or other beliefs, I'm always trying to control myself for not thinking things that are simply crazy. Not because I'm afraid of going crazy, I'm boringly sane, as I've often told. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I hear these accounts of people who went crazy, now they're on their meds, they say, Wow, it was weird because I was like, I felt like it was floating through the sky. I think, Wow, that sounds ki- kind of cool. Not that I'm into drug i have never took illegal drugs or anything like that. But I think, wow, that'd be a kind of weird, weird, and neat state to be in. You're kind of colorful, like a a dream, but you're awake. You know know what I mean? But I'm boringly sane. I have always at least one foot on the ground. But with beliefs, uh, okay, let's go back to my childhood. I was raised Catholic. I was even an altar boy. I don't know how old I was—like nine years old. I soon regretted that. I to get up at five. 15 in the morning to get to six o'clock mass <laughs> and that before you go to school no thanks <laughs> but anyway at that age i believed in what the nuns were teaching us about the catholic religion i was like nine ten years old so let me tell you some crazy thing that i believe okay jesus christ died for our sins but then i a little later in life, why well, like 12, 13, I asked the nuns, well, if he died for sins, why do we need confession? They didn't know what to say. But they said, Well, he died for the sin, for the original sin. That was Adam and Eve's sin, right? I say, and then I said, Well, doesn't the church say that at that time even? They said, Well, you don't have to believe in an Adam and Eve, like it's the first people. They used to believe that. But the Catholic Church has gone along, at least in in great part, with scientific advancement. So you say, Well, you can believe that, because they didn't want to anger the people that believed that. Who would then say, Well, wait, church, you told us for decades, for centuries, we had to believe that. Now you say we don't have to. So they t- take their typical way of, of introducing change gradually. Well, you can believe in Adam and Eve as two people, but you can believe in evolution, says the Catholic Church, and that Adam and Eve are representatives of the first humans, that is, the first creatures that were given a soul by God. Even by the 60s, they were talking like that. But I say, Okay, well, then it's not Adam and Eve. If it's just, you know, represented, you know, if they're just representatives like mythological, then that story about eating the apple probably isn't true anyway. So what's the original sin? Uh, what's that about that Jesus died for? So why did Jesus die, have to die in the first place? They had no answer for that, <laughs> right? But then also, well, this was more in high school. When I got into high school, I started asking them these, these uncomfortable questions, not, not with a lack of respect, but just to point out, wait, this doesn't make any sense supposedly, Jesus died for our sins, but they're not the sins I commit. I don't know, whatever they may be. No, for that I need confession. But they're sins of, of Adam and Eve, who maybe didn't even exist. But even if they did exist, why did Jesus have to die to make up for sins that two humans committed? You know, he, It would be like saying, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, somebody during Civil War times Uh, commits some terrible crime and Abraham Lincoln nobly was steps forward uh, please don't execute this man execute me and they say well what are you talking about he committed the crime no but I want to die for his sins what would that be about why would Jesus Christ have to die to save us from sins that we didn't commit but it was Adam and Eve who committed them, and maybe it didn't even exist and by the way their great sin wasn't that they murdered somebody their great sin was disobeying God so they picked the fruit off a tree uh, so for that they deserved the death penalty that is they could no longer live forever and live in harmony with all of nature no now they had to work like dogs just to survive in other words life of hard labor and they had to die someday so he was condemning them to death god the father and condemning all subsequent humans to death because they picked the fruit off a tree and you know i was i don't know maybe 12 years old i thought that story didn't make any sense whatsoever and yet there are millions of people who believe that. Now, imagine a clear-thinking alien coming here from another planet where their IQs are just off the charts and where they think clearly. They'd say, anybody believes that has to be insane, they would think, right? So this example is something a lot of normal people might believe, but it's an insane belief. Imagine something else. I know some of you might be criticizing me here, especially you religious folks, and I don't mean to really trash religion. As I always say, if your religion has made you a better person, stick with it. I don't care how rational the beliefs are. Stick with it because you're a better person because of it. But imagine now that we had a world where everybody had a totally different sort of religion. Maybe they believed in a God, but, you know, and they prayed, but that was it. But then one person comes along. Guess what? I had a revelation. What's that? Well, God, He has a son. His name is Jesus Christ, and and He died for your sins. What died for my sins? Well, when did He live? Well, He lived two thousand years ago, and 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 He died for my sins. Well, no, really, for the sins of Adam and Eve, but they're also your sins. If they told that whole story, you would think they're totally insane. It would seem like John Doe next door. Yes, they're out to get me with satellites, and everything. Well, guess what? Spying on people and and pursuing people—that's really happened. And that could well be. John Doe would seem less crazy to you than the other person, but. In order to understand what I'm saying, you have to be able to imagine a world where Christianity doesn't exist and where people have a simple religious belief. Yes, there is a divine creator, and we pray to him every day, for example. But then somebody comes to you with this story of a son of God who was really at the same – he wasn't the son of God. He was also God. You know, He was the son, but not really the son because he was also God. And he had to come to the earth to die for sins of humans. Uh, because God, even though he condemned Adam and Eve to death and life of hard labor, that wasn't enough for him. He also demanded a more, more sacrifice. His son had to die too, but his son is really he himself. I mean, if that doesn't sound like the babblings of somebody in a mental hospital, I don't know what does, and I apologize for saying that. I wouldn't be saying this if, I'm, if my mom were still alive. I admit it. Because my mother was a devout Catholic and she even believed in Adam and Eve. You know, Back then they taught more in the biblical sense when she was going to school in 1930. She believed in Adam and Eve. And if she heard me talk just like that, well, she'd have to pray even more for me. And she would really be hurt. And I'm sorry if I'm hurting some of you other moms out there, some of the people. But hey, this is the channel, the path of Socrates. And I'm not saying I'm 100% right because I'm not a fanatic. But here, too, if the probability that your friend Jean Doe, you know, that, that seemingly is going crazy, if the probability that, well, yes, he is crazy, let's say 99% probable he's going crazy. In this case, I would say anybody believes all those things. Now, am I saying they're all crazy? No. No. No, I'm not saying they're all crazy. My mother wasn't crazy. She was like me. She was boringly sane. So how to explain that people have such weird beliefs? And let's include our friend John Doe next door who's talking about the CIA and foreign agents spying on him all the time. In both cases, there's something similar. I don't mean insanity. John Doe is probably insane. My mom was not insane. I know that trip. I'd be really not crazy. And all you people believe in the Jesus story, dying for sins. If you're not crazy, I'm not saying that in any way. I'm not implying that either. What it is in both cases is that you have adopted a belief. And you have made this belief your own. You have turned it into your ideology. This is my belief. Now, John Doe has done that. And because of the types of belief he has, and, and, and because of how this is affecting him, uh, it's most likely he's crazy. You good Christians out there, and I do mean good Christians. I don't think you're crazy, but you have adopted a belief that I think you cannot defend in any debate with anybody that's a clear thinker. And I'm not an atheist. I know you're used to being attacked by people who are atheists, right? I'm not an atheist. I do believe in a supreme, intelligent, loving, creative force. Call it God, if you will. I sincerely do believe that. I believe in life after death. I believe that we're uh, first and foremost spirit and then body. In other words, uh, mind over matter, spirit over matter. Spirit was first. In that sense, I consider myself, in that sense, a deeply religious person. But some of the myths that are told in religion and some of the things that are devised to make us feel guilty, like the Jesus story, look at Jesus suffering and you, you poor guilty worm, who do you think you are? You better do what we, the church, say, because look what Jesus gave you. It's a, it's a power trip. It's a power trip. I'm sorry. That's the way I see it. Am I 100% sure I'm right? No, because I never say 100% sure. But I would bet that I could have a debate about this subject with anyone. Bring the Pope here and I'll be with him and I'll beat him. Because what, but Of course, the Pope's not going to stress the Adam and Eve thing because he knows I would beat him. So he'd say, well, you don't have to believe it. It's really symbolic. And Well, okay, okay, we can get into symbolism. And then you can take the Bible and interpret it hundreds of different ways. Oh, that's why we have hundreds of different types of Christianity. Because anybody that can read picks up the book, reads and Oh, I'm going to start a new type of Christianity because I'm going to interpret this in a different way. Well... All I can say, a note to God. Let me speak to God now. I guess you can say sort of prayer. God, I'm not going to ask something for me. I'm going to ask something for you. The next time you give us a divine scripture, don't write it in such a way that, that you know, a thousand people can interpret a thousand different ways. Please express yourself more clearly so that there's no doubt about what you're saying hey wow is this the ultimate hubris that i'm telling god how he should write his next book <laughs> i wish he'd tell me how to write my next book <laughs> please god do that too while you're at it <laughs> sorry i'm a scorpio this is my sense of humor and yes i do believe in god and i don't think i don't think that god's gonna say how dare this petty human tell me what to do that's the god of the bible right the of old testament right no, I think personally God got a laugh out of just anything. That petty human, who does he think he has told me what to do? Doesn't he see that the Bible, well, it's not really my my total word. I think that's what he's saying. That's what I believe in any case. Now, I know I'm stepping on some toes here. And I'm sorry for it, but I'm not sorry. I think it's time that we, we have a right to say what we think, of course. And uh, my spiel is all about mental clarity and seeing things the way I see them. And I express them in part because if somebody has better ideas and can point out why I'm wrong, fine, but don't come at me, oh, because the Bible is always right, because I can prove to you mathematically it's not. Haven't done that episode yet, but I'm going to do it. It's going to blow you away. (laughs) And I'm not saying everything Bible is wrong. There's a lot of great wisdom, great beauty and great wisdom in the Bible, of course. But as so often, the truth lies between two extremes. Some people think the Bible is total nonsense. I totally disagree with that. Others think the Bible is total truth. I totally disagree with that. The the truth is somewhere in the middle, as practically always in life. And if you're an astute observer of life and events and of your own life, you'll see that I'm probably right there. But once again, back to John Doe and the four possibilities and friendship in general. You might think I went off on a tangent, but all these things are necessary because it's all part of the entirety now say you have a friend John Doe the crazy guy next door talking about you know uh, spying on him all the time and such things are out to get him if he's crazy take time to listen to him and try to talk some sense into him say okay what's your evidence you say well uh, uh, I I, I hear a funny tapping sound in a wire when when somebody calls me say well you know Uh, ever hear of lines that aren't quite right or some interference let's look into that together what kind of sound is it by the way did you record that so i can hear it do you have evidence of this say no no i didn't record say well okay what you say you heard? yes you heard a lot okay please john the next time you get a call record every single call so i can hear that sound too do that because then you say okay let's listen sound now let's talk to others if they hear this too occasionally this could be just in your internet connection in other words you take wind out of his sails by analyzing each and everything he says. If he says, yes, I noticed some strange, some, some man wearing a suit, looking at me when I walked past him. I said, okay, when was I? What were you doing at the time? What were you wearing, etc., etc." And you can say, well, Johnny, maybe that guy was crazy. That's why I was staring at you. You probably didn't think of that, did you? In other words, talk to him. If you're a true friend, you will do that. But now let's assume that he's wrong. Let's just assume he's, he's not crazy. But he, and he does have some evidence. If he had no evidence, he'd be crazy, right? He has some evidence. Hey, this happened, this happened. It's it's the last three times I went out, I noticed the same man there wearing a suit and a black SUV, and he just observes me, snares me. That's pretty strange. And you say, well, I don't know, you still think he may be crazy? hey, you don't believe me? I took a video last time, I was holding my camera, my phone in my hand, look at him, and you see, my God, there was a man there. And he has two videos of it in two different occasions. Ah, okay. But now let's get in a little more deeply. You think, well, he's not lying. And it is strange to have some man in a suit in a black SUV looking out the window, you know, whenever he goes shopping. And he parks there and he just watches you. Well, that's pretty strange. That would freak you out too, I think, right? Especially it happens on two occasions. And in this case, you know, John Doe hasn't gone crazy because he's filmed that and you see it. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) That sort of changes the narrative, doesn't it? As far as you're concerned. And I start thinking, well, okay, so somebody is watching some guy in a suit. So let's examine this together, John. If he's really your friend, okay, let me help you analyze this. You know what we're going to do, John? You don't even need your camera. Next time you go out, I'm going to be following you discreetly in the car, and we're going to see if it happens again, and then I'll be filming it. And then you go up to the guy in the car, hey, hey, buddy, who are you? Why are you watching my friend all the time? You, you confront him. And if he suddenly you know, turns on the car and speeds off, you think, like, ooh, something weird's going on here, Right? In other words, you help him investigate this. You could also say to him, hey, could it be you have a lot of debts and this is a debt collector somehow. It wants to tell <laughs> you something. <laughs> but in any case, you know he's not crazy. right? Once again, if he's just lying, you try to catch him in a lie because it's probably a joke. He's your best friend. He's not going to try and mess up your mind. right? And, you know, when I said uh, that he has proof he's following, then in that case, he's right. Somebody is following him. So these four possibilities, he's crazy, he's wrong, and he doesn't have any real evidence. He just talks about a tapping and a phone line that could be anything, and he's interpreting it the wrong way. So in other words, maybe a little crazy because he can't come up with, he doesn't interpret things the right way. If he's crazy, it's your duty, your moral and ethical duty to help him because he's your best friend. If he's wrong, it's your duty to help him, to help him think more clearly. If he's lying, for your sake, you should point out, hey, this is some kind of joke or what. But if he's right, it's your duty to help him find out what's really going on. Is this reasonable, the things I'm saying? Does that uh, resonate with you somehow? If a person's your good friend, the last thing you should do is say, Oh, you're crazy. Don't say such stupid stuff. And yet how many times have you, my friend, no doubt heard this? If you're one of those who speaks out against vaccines, Oh, you, you crazy conspiracy theorist. And Or just talking to like, oh, I don't want to hear that. You send them evidence, I don't have time to read that. And some of these people might, might before have been your best friends. But I question, were they really friends? Or are they victims of their own stubborn beliefs? To the extent where their own ideologies, their own beliefs are so strong that they don't want to risk it being pulled down by evidence, oh no, so they prefer just to shut you out. For me, that's not really a friend. If it means I have to give up friends, I'll give them up. I won't say gladly, it will pain me, but I think it's best because I'm not on that level. I'm simply not on that level. If a friend of mine is in such a state and he's telling me such stories, I'm going to deal with it. Okay, one could say, I certainly know more about psychology than the average person and more about the human mind than the great majority of people. I say that, no brag, just fact. Uh, at the age of 20, I didn't have my abilities now, my, the knowledge that I have now. But even then, I would have talked to them about it. I might have been more prone to say, hey, man, you're going crazy or what, but I'd listen to what they say. And the fact that there's so many people out there, friends, semi-friends, acquaintances, that aren't even willing to listen to what you say. When you say, hey, wait a minute, Tens of thousands people have died of vaccines. Ah, you're a conspiracy theorist. Well, no, that's what the CDC itself admits. 22,000 people in America. In Europe, it's over 30,000 people. And according to a Columbia University study, those numbers should be multiplied by 10 because of different factors. They did a very thorough analysis of, of the, this entire phenomenon. No? And in America, it's probably between 150,000 and 400,000 people died of vaccines. And you can say, I'm going to send you the CDC, the VAERS, the official database, of uh, of adverse events and death is a pretty adverse event i think we can agree but they don't even want to read the article they don't want to see even though it's you know the official numbers and then the columbia university study pointing out that almost certainly it's probably 10 times that number but they don't want to see it no don't give me that i'm getting the vaccine because vaccines are good because we that's what we learned in school at, 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 or or because oh well, you you just must be hey are you a trump supporter oh my god maybe you're a trump supporter to which i always say no, but you apparently are, because Trump still speaks heavily about vaccines, and that's what you're talking about. Boy, that really gets, especially the leftists. <laughs> you say, look, maybe you agree with Donald J. Trump that vaccines are good, but I don't. They don't know what to say, because <laughs> they do agree with him on that, but they don't want to admit it because they have Trump derangement syndrome and anything Trump says they want to be against it, right? So you put them in a state like, uh, like the robot that, uh, that is tricked on Star Trek by some kind of a... Uh, a seemingly illogical sentence that Captain Kirk says and the robot starts waving his arms, uh, uh, help me, help me, and it burns up because it can't reconcile these things, right? It's not programmed for that. Try that the next time. Somebody who just hates Trump spouts off about, about vaccines, how good they are, and how you should get them too, and you say, well, wait, apparently you're a Trump supporter, you say to them, because he says vaccines are good, uh, and see how they react. It's hilarious. They can't, many of them can't deal with it. Then they get really mad, They don't say anything. They try to change the subject. And you can just laugh laugh to yourself or laugh at them, whichever you prefer. Uh, I would say, now, this goes the other way, by the way. This is two-way street. If somebody says, well, no, you're wrong here. Vaccines in some cases can be very good. And I have a study here. Read the study. At the same time, then, look among your sources for for studies that might prove the opposite, because let me tell you, in medicine, they skew the results so often. I don't know how much you know about the medical pharmaceuti- pharmaceutical industry, and this even before COVID. I learned about this years ago when I started studying it. That, uh, for example, the pharma industry, uh, for example, they, they invent a new headache pill. Right. Well, they have to do studies, and unfortunately for them, they don't want to have the placebos and the placebo effect. They even ask the government to relax that requirement, the FDA, relax it because we don't want to deal with these placebos, you know. Well, the reason why they don't want to do it is the following. Sometimes they might do a study, and they see, oh, look, this pill helps reduce headache in 42% of the people. Well, that sounds good, right? It reduces headaches in 42% of people. You can justify the sale. But placebos work in 40% of the cases. So in other words, it's really only helping 2%, so it's really not worth it. (laughs) A placebo, which of course is like a sugar pill that has no real active ingredients in it, will take away the headaches in 40% of people, and their, their medication does it in 42%. So what do they do? They might do a number of studies. And some studies might show that doesn't work at all, but they simply don't publish those studies. They only publish the one that has positive results. Yes, the pharma industry does things like that and they have for years. Do your research. So whenever somebody gives you some kind of study, look, this study shows vaccines are good. Read it carefully. And sometimes, no, wait a minute. How is this being phrased here? What are they doing? And maybe you yourself can see that something shady about it. Or look at real physicians and experts. Dr. Peter McCullough, other people, see what they comment on that. And, you know, I'm not saying it's not possible. Possibly that for certain age groups and for certain types of vaccines, they do reduce symptoms of COVID a little. We know they won't keep you from, from being hospitalized or dying. We know that. Remember a year ago they were saying 95% effective? A recent study showed in the case of Pfizer that we're saying they were 95% effective. Recent study, I saw, I wish I had quoted, I, I can't find at the moment, uh, but it was like 0.89% effective. Well, wow. in other words, you take the Pfizer vaccine, you still can get COVID, you can still pass it on, you still die of it. Big difference between 95% effective and 0.89%. I've been saying this for a month that these vaccines first aren't necessary, second should never be pushed on people because they're experimental drugs that goes against the Nuremberg Code. And at the end, we're going to see that there's a totally different agenda behind them. I've been saying this for months, uh, now more people are waking up to this. Right? They didn't want to believe it before. And it weren't my ideas originally. I listened to great experts like Dr. Michael Yeaton, who was one of the top people advisor. He was their top research scientist. Wow. And he concluded a year ago, seeing about how this whole thing's being handled, he said, they're lying about this, about this, about uh, about the PCR test, about it They're lying. He said, My only conclusion is they want to lie. The plan looks like it's he said, I hate to say that a year ago he said he wrote an article. He said, I hate to say this. I know it sounds crazy, but my only logical conclusion would be this is part of a genocidal plan. It's the beginning of a genocidal plan. That's the only explanation that explains all the phenomena we're seeing. All people said he was crazy, conspiracy theorist. The facts coming out now, ooh, point in that direction, believe me. And as soon as I read that article, I started researching more. I thought, wait a minute, what is going on here? I came to the same conclusion he did. He's a great medical expert. I never studied medicine, but I'm a pretty good logical thinker. I can put the pieces together pretty well. Please don't send me any jigsaw puzzles, though, because they bore me to death. I like putting pieces together about world events because that's important, to do a jigsaw puzzle and end up with a picture of the White House or something like that where Biden probably isn't even living (laughs) but it it, it bores me to death right so why is it then that all your supposed friends won't even listen to you you send them an article they refuse to to read it you send them a video say hey I have a video with Dr. Peter McCullough who's wrote who's written more peer-reviewed articles about COVID than anybody in the world seems to me should be listened to right but they refuse to watch it. Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, who's one of the developers of mRNA technology for use with vaccines, he's one of the great names in that line. And he's now saying, no, things have gone bad. It's not doing what it should and people shouldn't be taking these. And he's being totally canceled by the pro-vaccine side. Why is that? It would seem to me. That among the people that maybe you should listen to would be the inventors of the mRNA technology for youth vaccine. If you try to cancel those people, uh, that's a sign something is more than fishy, right? It's pretty obvious. But you send a video with Dr. Rob Malone to a friend, oh, I don't have time for that. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> from their standpoint, Apparently, they're not being very logical, but from their standpoint, we need vaccines so we're not all killed off by COVID or so millions and millions more don't die, supposedly, right? So they should be interested in the debate because from their standpoint, we're poor fools, if not crazy. We're just poor fools that are being led astray. Well, shouldn't they then listen to the evidence, let's put this in quotes even, the evidence we give so they can refute that evidence? Just like you would do with a good friend. Your friend is on the wrong path. He's misinterpreting those taps in the phone line. So you want to explore it with him to put him on the right path. Why aren't they doing that? Why aren't they? Do- they might cite some articles. Oh, yeah, you know, but this article says this. But when you go in more deeply, no, but that article is refuted by this study here. And then they don't have time for it suddenly. I'm sure you've experienced that with the people. Let me tell you, ultimately, these people are really not your friends. And I, it pains me to say it because maybe they were friends for years really. But in the end, end, for them, their own stubborn beliefs and their own being right is more important to them than your friendship, than you as a person, that you as a person who might have something to give them in this regard. They would prefer to stick with their, their stubborn beliefs and they prefer to be right rather than open their minds and rather than help you. Because from their point of view, you're totally wrong. Shouldn't they be helping you get in the right path? But no, they don't do that. Of course, what it really is, they suspect, oh wow, I can't what am I gonna do? That person might be right. I don't want to get in I don't want to have to admit that I'm wrong. So I'd just rather cut him off, right? It is disgraceful. I know one case of a woman whose brother is pretty high in the military in a foreign country a European country, and he was trying to convince her no vaccines are good, but she had much more evidence than he did. At the end he just cut her off, you know, unfriended on Facebook and everything. And this intelligent guy who's a high officer in a military in a certain country and he's trying to convince her vaccines are all good but she had more evidence and she can think very clearly she's highly intelligent herself and in the end he should have been trying to convince his sister for her own good you know from his point of view If vaccines are good but in the end her arguments were stronger instead of saying well you know sis maybe you're right no he couldn't do that he had to just cut her off because he doesn't want to admit the possibility that he's wrong it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And we're seeing this phenomenon all over the place. If a friend of yours says, Oh, you must be crazy, believe we'll that's okay. Maybe I'm crazy. So help me out here. Let's look at what I consider evidence. Let's listen to Dr. Michael Yeaton. Hey, uh, credentials. He used to be one of the top people advisor. He was a top research scientist. My friend, is that is that qualified enough for you? You say to your friend. Is that enough of a qualification? Some guy spent years as being the top research scientist for Pfizer, and he's still active in that area, working for other companies. Practically, all of them have excluded them. He's losing a lot of money for saying what he's saying because they're all for the vaccines. Remember, the pharmaceutical industry is going to make, in the end, trillions of dollars of vaccines. Couldn't that be a motive for crime, trillions of dollars? Duh, I think so. But the people who are pro-vaccine, some of which, many of which are leftists that have always criticized the super rich, right? Oh, look, the top 1%, the top 0.1%, look at all money they have, they must be bad. But the pharma industry, one of the richest industries in the world, suddenly they're very good, right? <laughs> there are reasons for this. I guess I should save that for, a, for another episode, why this is, why especially leftists think this way. I can explain it. It would take us too far afield, though. Now, back to the area of friendship. If you have a friend that you thinks going crazy listen to that person try to help them through it if you say well okay let's look at your evidence and they'll give you some evidence say well i had a dream say well is a dream really evidence let's look at this because because I, I, you could say why well, had a dream last night that you're just fooling yourself so so maybe my evidence is stronger than yours or what's going on here and you say well no no then he goes off if he's really a crazy person it's john doe next door Say, well, you know, you're acting like this, you're acting like this, you're acting like this. You know, these are all the symptoms of paranoia. Should I show you a text here that shows it? he said well, no, but okay, I, I admit there's symptoms of paranoia, but but I'm I'm not paranoid. it's just said this, this, is Okay, let's look at your evidence. What's your evidence? That's the way you should talk to these people because, especially because a friend of yours, I would do this person, I don't even know. Somebody approached me, talks like this. Okay, friend, let's sit down here for an hour, let's talk about this, because I want to help people. Even if I hardly know the if I just met them, I would do this. And for a good friend, of course I would do this. I'd spend, in the end, hundreds of hours, if it's my best friend, to help them through such a crisis. And that your friends are just writing you off, even though it's not that you're alone saying, oh, yes, there's the vaccines, they want to maybe kill us with vaccines. That would really seem crazy to the only person. No, but there are doctors saying this today. There are lawyers saying this today, and thousands of them, if you go to the sources and, and see them, the sources that are banned in mainstream media, you won't see these people on Facebook, of course, uh, or in Twitter, because they've been kicked off there. But they're very serious people. But especially if I see a number of people and some great experts in the field saying these things, they, well, let's listen to both sides, right? And if it's my best friend, especially, I don't care if I agree with them or disagree with them at first, I'll say, okay, let's compare evidence. Let's compare reasoning here. Let's compare sources. And the fact that they're not doing it means that really they're not your friends, or at least they're friends that don't really care about you. They care much more about being right and much more about their ideology. And for me, that's not not really a real friend. What can I say? It pains me to say it, but that's the way it is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very sad, isn't it? And I know practically everybody listening has had that experience. And... Uh, Yes, you know, it can happen the other way around. It can be that somebody's very well informed about these vaccines. And I mean, <laughs> inform the point of let's be cautious here. And and uh, and then somebody else comes along and says something different. And the person who's against vaccines, says, oh, you must be crazy, you must be conspiracy theorist. I haven't heard that too much. As usual. It's always the other way around, right? They're always supporting the industry <laughs> because they watch mainstream media. This is the power of mainstream media. They've been totally hypnotized by it. Anything you see on CNN or, or that you know, this politician says or that's uh, in Washington Post, well, that must be true, right? It must be true. And they, they treat it like gospel truth. Wow. Even if it were the gospel, I wouldn't treat it as such a truth, as you know from other things I've said in this episode here. Uh, once again, I hope I didn't really offend anybody. It's not my intention there to, to offend. It's my intention to think things through very clearly and to try to make progress through clear thinking. And unfortunately, and this is what could worry me maybe more than anything these days, even when we get through this big phase and when, when we've achieved more clarity in what's really going on in the world in different respects, and I think you know what, what I'm talking about here, we still have the phenomenon of the great majority of mankind clinging to their old beliefs like mad, and really like mad, as in like crazy. If they believe this, uh, all their lives, I'm a lifelong Democrat, just like my parents, and they wouldn't change for anything, no matter what the Democrats do. The Democrats could come back as communists, as many are today, and to- turn us into their slaves, but they'd still say, I'm going to vote Democrat, because my parents always have. This is, this, for me, this is a type of insanity, actually. Lest you think that crazy people are only found in mental hospitals, let me tell you, and I've said this for many years. One thing are the crazy people we recognize as insane, and that we have to send them to, to uh, mental hospitals, or at least a psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever. And there are many others that haven't reached that point yet, but they're out there. There are many others that that we would consider normal, but uh, uh, there's some what of insanity in, in in everybody. And this idea. And this is maybe, is it a new theory? I don't know. Probably nothing new is under the sun, but something at least I'm not aware that anybody's developed. If you want to look for the roots of insanity, study the phenomenon of belief. And you will see strong connections there. The insane person is very similar to the fanatic, who's very similar to extremely religious people in many respects, who's, who's very similar to a a people who follow political platforms, down to the last letter of the platform. uh, We all have in us the potential for insanity, and many of us will get there to insanity if we adopt the wrong beliefs and turn them into an ideology, turn them into our truths. That's a little teaser for the future for talks I'm going to give that will, I think, be very enlightening going down different paths in psychology. Not that I ever studied psychology formally, I didn't. If I did, I wouldn't be talking like this, not because I'm wrong and I would then be right, but if I did, I would be, have been so indoctrinated by the system, I wouldn't think along these new paths. (laughs) Uh, You know, sometimes there are people, good name to look up, Eric Hoffer, H-O-F-F-E-R, a brilliant expert in mass movements, He won a Pulitzer Prize for one of his books called The True Believer that everybody should read starting in high school. But guess what? Not only didn't Eric Hoffer have a degree in philosophy or psychology or sociology, he didn't have a degree in anything. He didn't even have a high school diploma or a grade school diploma. And he wrote one of the most brilliant books in the 20th century on social behavior of the masses. Precisely because he wasn't a child of the university system, maybe that's why he could be so independently brilliant, because he wasn't thinking along set lines. And I'm not knocking university studies, really. I mean, <laughs> let's face it, uh, university has great, instit- great institutions, you learn so much there. But sometimes you have the occasional genius that goes down other paths, and they're able to do it because they haven't been indoctrinated by the worn paths, by the paths that are constantly repeated. Eric Hoffer was one such example. So, once again, I hope I've been able to point out to you the importance of friendship, first of all. And if you have a friend that's saying things that sound crazy, don't just assume they're crazy. Listen to what they say. And if you have friends that aren't doing that with you, you can say, look, my friend John, from your point of view maybe I'm crazy, then help me, talk to me. Listen to what I consider as evidence and prove to me it's not really evidence. Or if you think I'm just wrong, just okay, let's sit down and look at all the evidence. I'll listen to yours, you listen to mine. I'll try to refute yours, you try to refute mine and see who's right in the end. That's called the scientific path, right? Uh, Listening to both sides of the story and comparing evidence, comparing reasoning, right? Uh, If you think I'm lying, point out why I'm lying. Why would I do that? Because I'm sure I'm not lying to you. But then there's fourth possibility. Maybe I'm right. If I'm right, then you really should listen to me. Because then maybe there's a genocidal plan that's already started to gradually kill off humanity. And you will be affected by that too and all your loved ones. Even if that's only in your mind, one in a million possibility. If it's possible, and if I'm right about this, my friend John, whatever his name is. I'm not talking about the crazy friend now, right? Uh... My friend, Tom, for example, if uh, just the possibility that I'm right should terrify you. So there too, you should listen to the evidence. Let's sit down. Whether you think I'm crazy or just wrong. And even if you think it's almost impossible that I'm right, but still there's a tiny possibility. In any case, you should sit down and listen to me and not just call me a conspiracy theorist and say, I just want to listen to you. That's all ridiculous. And if you do that, you are not my friend. You are not my friend. Let's make it official. Because through all this thing, through all these this turmoil that humanity is going through, we're gonna be making other connections to people. I'm sure you have. Through all this, you'll you'll find people that you didn't even know before, but you're making new friends. Maybe it's time just to find other friends in that case. I know that's a sad conclusion. You know, nobody wants to lose friends with family members, it's more complicated, isn't it? Because you can't say you're no longer my sister. Well, some people say that you're no longer my brother if you believe that, that we shouldn't get vaccinated. That's despicable. My brother will always be my brother. My sister will always be my sister. Uh, and you know they have different views on that but nonetheless i love them and they're both all, my family members and my friends i also will always love i have to say even but sometimes there comes a parting of paths <laughs> and maybe that's necessary and sometimes you just say well I mean, that person wasn't really you know my friend or maybe they have lower standards of friendship or whatever so demand more from your friends explain it to them as i explain say hey friend if you think i'm crazy then help me sit down, listen to what I consider evidence and, and prove to me that I'm wrong. If I'm just wrong, prove to me that I'm wrong. If I'm lying, if you think I'm lying, do you think I'm lying? they probably say no, you're just misguided. You're just in the wrong crowd. Okay. Point it out to me because I, I, I want to get closer to the truth. But say to them, do you think it's at all possible that I'm right? If they say no, say, oh, now you've proven you're a fanatic. Because if they can honestly say that they think it's totally impossible, that Big Pharma isn't playing us just because they want to make billions of dollars. They are total fools. <laughs> they're total fools. <laughs> and then you can point out, you can send them articles about things Big Pharma has done in the past that points out that they're not exactly all saints. You know, the Big Pharma CEOs, believe me, they're not. So they but so they'll probably say, your friend, well, no, but it's only one in a million. write, right. So, okay, let's look at the evidence here. In any case, they should listen to you. They take the time because this is an important issue. Whether they're right or whether you're right, it involves millions of human lives. If that's not important enough to spend some hours and even days and weeks talking to you, trying to get to the truth common, you know, in common, both of you working together to get the truth, if that's not worth it, then their priorities are set wrongly. They have wrong priorities then. They don't know what's really important in life. And for that reason, too, maybe you should look for some new friends. So I've bashed up your friends enough for now and my own, it's very sad. It's very sad that I even have to give a talk like this. But in the interest of making things a bit more clear, I have done it as much as it pains me. Maybe I'll do right away another episode that's of a more joyous nature, <laughs> just to laugh a bit more. I hope you found this, uh, I don't know, informative, thought-provoking at the least. And maybe it will help you and your friends to work things out, to work things out together. Because values such as friendship are also important to everybody and also to us who are on the path of Socrates. Thank you for following me. Until the next time. Bye now.